0: Hey everybody, welcome back to 9-4 Radio. I'm Sarah, I'm your host, and I am the founder of 9-4 Coaching. And I introduce people who are tired of feeling like their best day is behind them to stronger, more durable versions of themselves. And today I want to talk about a big component of how I introduce people to stronger, more durable versions of themselves. And that's through a term that I use, is called corrective strength training. And I want to unpack that verb or that term, right? What is, what is corrective strength training? Um, for me, for my practice, it's strength training designed to regain pain-free ranges of motion and rebalance, um, like rebalance, uh, strength in the body and provide a solid foundation of stability. So when people work with me those are the three things that that i build my programs with with the mindset around um those three foundational elements and we get there right i build my i build my recipe off of what they're what my clients are coming in with so i know i've talked at length about the mindsets um what a um consultation looks like <clears throat> With a potential client, um, why it's important to me to be working with someone who has a meaningful goal that they they're working towards, and so I feel like I've really talked about the mindset piece a lot. Um, the other component of that pre um, you know pre-agreement chat is finding out where they are right. So where where are we? mentally? Where's our diet at? Where's our lifestyle at in general? Because assessment is a huge part of this corrective strength training, right? So <clears throat> building stability, re you know, regaining strength balance and regaining um, pain-free ranges of motion. I need to know where we are so that I can pick the lowest hanging fruit to make the most progress, right? I want to get the biggest bang for our buck so that we're not wasting time chasing symptoms. And by going through what, you know, what, like getting the client's history, what have we done? What's worked? What hasn't worked? Um, and then going through the joint by joints, movement assessments, um, finding those pain-free ranges of motion, really honing in on flexibility and stability in the body. And then taking my clients through, strength balance assessment, those three pieces, integral pieces to, um, to my practice gives me a very clear picture of what working on, what using corrective strength training for is going to give us the biggest bang for our buck. And so corrective strength training looks like owning positions. Um, there's people out there that's, they call it tempo work. And I know in running, running and and cycling has their own definition for tempo, but when I use it in corrective strength training, it's by going slow, right? Uh, we got to go slow so that we can own the positions that we put our bodies in. What oftentimes happens is that if there's a painful sensation, we're going to like try to contort our bodies through that, like through that, um, speed bump so that we feel that pain for the shortest amount of time. And so I, I'll use, um, like squats, I'll use like sitting in a chair, honestly. Um, because there's, when I, um, when I was working through some of these stuff here recently, um, I had that happen. So you notice it, right? You notice it, like going upstairs, ah, my knee is just like, there's this kind of like this sharp, I don't know, like a two or three out of 10 on a pain scale, right? It's super brief. It's, it's, it's barely like you can barely, um, like it barely goes on your radar, but it's there and it's not enough to kind of do anything about it, Right. So you just deal with it, right? Like, it's not even... It wasn't even enough to, like, really complain to my partner about. Um, So we do that, right? I did that. And knowing what I know now, my remedy for that was going to the gym, going and testing that range of motion. Like, okay, where in this range of motion... Do I feel pain cuz I don't feel pain the whole way, right? When I when I lift my leg to go up the stairs, I don't feel pain. Um and when I put my f- first put my foot on the stair, I don't feel pain. And once I get past that like painful range of motion, I don't feel pain. So like where in that range of motion is it? And so what that looks like is taking really 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 slow squats. Like very, like incrementally excruciatingly slow. Um, not painful, but like when I, when, when oftentimes we, we think about like moving our body really slowly, it's almost like when you watch the sloth in, um, Zootopia, when he's trying, you're just trying to get through the joke and you got to sit and and listen to why, why does the camel have, or what do you call a camel that has three humps, right? Um, that's like, that's my, um, my analogy for how slow the squat has to be and because we're we're looking for where the pain is so find the pain um and then we just retest right I breathe into it how does it feel okay it's I have rehabbed these tweaks out of my my own body um or this wonkiness, or whatever you want to call it, enough to know that, okay, this isn't something that I got to go see a physical therapist about. This isn't something I got to go to the ortho walk-in, right? Um, This is just something, it's an annoyance, and if I don't do anything with it, it's going to turn into a flare-up, and I ain't got time for that, right? I don't have time to take off a bunch of days of training when I can continue to train, train for a couple days, get on the other side of this, and then go, go do good things. So, um the corrective strength training protocol that i used it was th- 3 sets of 8 slow squats i did that for um and, and what it did more than anything like i felt better after i did my third set and then the next couple like the next day i did it again I went to 10. Saw how that felt or went how that felt. Okay. And, and honestly, it was not a flare up. So in two days time, I was back to feeling pain-free. And then I just went like, I just went back to what I was doing. What that can look like for, um, if I think about myself when I was in my late twenties and I had low back pain, the kind of back pain that um, when I sat for a while, I like nothing ever went numb, but like when I stood up, it was almost like my back was in that frozen hinged position, or, like that flexed position. And so when I stood up, I kind of had to like stand there and wiggle my legs out a little bit and kind of like gingerly kind of move my hips so that my back muscles or like my my back muscles would like release. Right. Cause like it took a minute to like get comfortable sitting down and then it's going to take a minute or two before I can like, I'm not jumping out of my chair and going, going running anywhere or walking anywhere. Right. If I had to, like I was, I don't know, maybe 10 steps away from the copy machine. Um, and I had to print something, I would batch it because I knew that I'm not going to get up, walk 10 steps and go sit down and be fine, right? This is going to be like a multi-minute ordeal and I am not about to do that, you know, a few times an hour, right? So this is a little bit more, this is a tougher degree. This is a higher degree than what I was just dealing with, I don't know, a week ago. And so what I would do for myself in that specific instance is obviously go through all the assessments, go through... Um, figure out what's like what the thing is and uh, oftentimes it can be a short so there's a, a toe touch test in the in the assessment right if I'm if I discover that the hinge pattern or like the toe touch pattern um is short right those muscles are there's something going on, right? I there's there's something going on that does not allow like a full release, um, so that I can I can touch the floor, I, I can at least get to the floor, my toes, or my shoelaces, right? Um, and there's pain, like the, like I imagine there would have been pain in the back of my calves. If I un, if I reveal those two things, I go through the rest of the assessments, and it's this is this is I need to desensitize like this pattern there's just something about my body that my back muscles are super tight and anytime that I want to reach over for anything my I, my body just tries to protect itself well in that instance the corrective or the um, corrective strength training is going to look like a desensitization and we're going to explore these pain free ranges of motion and so what i would be programming is we'd be laying down on the like on the ground um, and we would be doing what's called a sciatic nerve floss. Well, you can do them seated depending on the degree, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you that what would have worked for me. Um, I'd be laying on the ground, one leg long, one leg supported, but, um, at a 90 degree angle upright. And I would be flexing and, uh, pressing and flexing my, or extending and flexing my toe, right? Uh, kind of like, um like pushing down the gas of a gas pedal and then like bringing my toes back to like back to my nose. And I would do that. Pause, like pause for a beat, nothing crazy. I do that eight times with each leg, even if I only felt it on one side. And then I would get up and I would do these things called a, a, it's a, um, it's a walking Romanian deadlift. So basically taking what we were doing on the floor and moving, again, super slow. So we're talking about three seconds down, breathing, um, coming out of it. And we're going to do that for eight um, eight reps. We'll do that whole superset three times. What that does is it's desensitizing the area. We're breathing, we're being intentional. And then we're adding some load to that pattern, right? So think of it as... Um, think of it as like having like like your muscles are are having a tantrum right they're having there there's some uncertainty they're they're mad right I've oftentimes heard that um all my right shoulder's angry at me or my lower back's angry at me imagine that right imagine that all the muscles in your low back are angry and instead of just like being mad because they're mad let's find out why they're mad let's let's do things to like help move that energy through or like resolve what's happening. Right. So my low back was telling me that it needed to be addressed. I did this sciatic nerve floss. And what that does is it puts us in a safe position so that if our nerves are, in a, if our nerves are in a place that they don't necessarily are aren't ideal for them, or we have like muscle imbalances where normally like that nerve is not touching anything or it's not getting irritated but somehow for some reason it is the the way that we do these nerve flosses puts us in a a relaxed position for the muscles that are generally surrounding that area and it gives us an opportunity to make sure that nerve is where it's supposed to be for for like layman's terms um if i'm talking to a doctor, if I'm talking to a physical therapist, I'm going to use different language, but like, that's what makes sense to me. And then when I stand up and I do the walking RDLs, these walking Romanian deadlifts, that ingrains good movement pattern. So if we're breathing appropriately, if we're moving slowly enough, if we have the appropriate amount of load, right, and that's my job to know, um, for For my clients, it would be my job to know for myself be you know being a, being an explorer being curious about it um that load and that breath work and the um the movement ingrains a safe like it reminds my central nervous system that this is a this is actually a safe pattern there's nothing injured. There's, uh, we're, we're, we're moving at the, at the pace of so that, our body, we're reminding it that, Hey, it feels like you're, it feels like something's wrong, but I promise you, let's just go through it really slowly and let's find out if that's true. Oftentimes we find out that we just need to address, slow down, breathe, like breathe through these positions And over the course of time, over the course of sessions, over the course of um, this gradual exposure, progressive overload, right, that we like to use in the fitness space, that's going to remedy that movement, right? And then once we have a pain-free range of motion, now we're just going to work on building strength, right, in that position And, and a strength balance. So for example, if you got low back pain, this wasn't me, I'm throwing like, my third, uh, my third, uh, example out there. Like, let's say, let's say someone had low back pain and, um, they were very squat dominant. So what what I mean by that is someone has low back pain. Um, if you see them walk, you know, I, I picture somebody who has like a really tall chest, but like an overly, um, there's just like a uh a, a curve in their back where you know your butt's kind of a little bit further behind your chest is up um and they love to squat right so so they're quad quadricep dominant so the front parts of our our legs um they love to squat they hate to deadlift because it hurts their back nine to, like normally what I, obviously taking that person through an assessment going through a strength balance I I wouldn't be surprised if they had an imbalance in their legs and and the imbalance in their legs their leg muscles was actually causing or contributing to that low back pain and so what we would do in that respect is create balance right so um we will we won't take squats away forever but we are going to limit quad building, you know, squatting, and we're really going to focus on building, like letting our posterior chain, right? The back part of our legs, um, catch up. So our hamstrings and our butt, our quads are taking over the load and the quads are smaller muscles. It's a four muscle group. They're smaller than their, than our hamstrings and our butt. Like if you look at the most powerful people in the world, they've got thick hamstrings and, and like, a strong butt, because those two muscles are like the powerhouse of the human body. And like, I would take that person and reintroduce how strong they can be with a stronger butt and stronger hamstrings. We would be doing deadlifts, we'd be doing Nordic, like, there's a laundry list of the things that we would be doing, but I would program for building strength, building endurance, like, like, reapproaching these hamstrings um like this the back side of our body because the front side of our body is taking more load than it should which is causing the low back pain or contributing to it um i hate to use the word cause um i hate to use the, like i hate to use the absolute terms um because ultimately like i i don't know but i have very good indications of right um an- another big part of of this corrective strength training is it is a, it's a way of training. It's not a, it's not a order. It's not a, um, it's not an absolute. It is something that we may or may not have to pivot out of. I can absolutely be wrong um, in my interpretation of the assessment. Um, and it's my job to I, like identify when I make a mistake It's my job to, um, like take full ownership of that. And it's my job to like resolve, like get better. Right. It's my mom always told me it's not about making a mistake, but it's, it's what you do next. Right. And so exploring these programs, it's like, it's not an exact science. So we're going to be in this together, right? That's why feedback is so important. That's why training guidelines are so important. That's why, um, like I set a really good framework so that we can avoid any kind of flare-up that may or may not happen. And we're not always successful, but we always learn and we always like recover from those flare-ups, right? So if you ever have a doctor, a coach, physical therapist, um, chiropractor, massage therapist that can give you the absolute, I promise you're never going to hurt again. Be careful, be super careful. We all try our very best to avoid, like do no harm, right? That doesn't mean that we're not going to unintentionally aggravate or irritate tissue in the human body. Um, And so with corrective strength training, that's something that I set my clients up for is like, look, we are going to be so we may not avoid that irritation, but we're going to be so on top of it that when we find it, it's not going to be debilitating, right, because I'm going to be there. It's not going to be debilitating and we are going to pivot immediately right we're going to take immediate action to examine what like what are we going to do next what's the next right step how does this affect our training and our training will change in that session and i i've changed training inside of sessions uh more times than i can count and i'm happy to do that the the last thing that that I am, is my programming. As a coach, it is more important for me to listen to my clients, make sure they're seen, make sure they're heard, make sure they feel understood. um, Because my client is literally the best source of information for making me a better coach. And so I love the human connection. And I, I love the, I love the idea that I am having a, like I'm improving people's relationships with physical, like physical training. Um, I'm helping to create good feelings around movement. And when you have like good feelings around movement, your entire, like the trajectory of your life changes, right? I was a 26 year old who had chronic low back pain. I'm a 41 year old who crushes, like just crushes it. And I get aches and pains, And I, my knees, my knee flares up, my low back flares up, I got a wonky hip and I could like run circles around myself at 26 years old. And so, so obviously the trajectory of my life has changed tremendously. And if I can do that for my clients, that like, that is incredibly meaningful to me because, so, like, I know exactly what it's like to feel like this is the rest of my life. And I somehow, like, I had Tony Horton with P90X resolve that for me in, like, the early 2000s or the, the yeah, I guess the early 2000s. And I can't imagine my life being any different. It, like hope and like durability and optimism and um strength, right? People walk like strong people walk around differently than than uncertain fragile people, right? And it sucks real bad to feel uncertain and f- to feel fragile, and I've been there. And so um that was kind of a, a soapbox moment on on corrective strength training. Um it it is the bridge to get to where you want to go right the the step away from or the next step uh out of corrective strength training is literally pursuing performance so um people that go to crossfit people that go back to their um whatever f45 orange theory cycle bar jumping back on the peloton without um without any pain my corrective strength training is, is only gonna, it is only designed to get my clients so far, right? I'm not a performance coach. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to work with, um, people who don't have some sort of, um, chronic pain or physical pain. Um, I strictly I get people really good so that they can pursue the fitness that they want to, and uh, I'm definitely not dogmatic about it. So, um, a good, moving, strong human body can do anything it wants to do, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of that like full spectrum. So, corrective strength training. It's um, you heard it here first. Um, if this doesn't feel real, right? If this feels like a pipe dream, if this doesn't, if this is like this, I I haven't heard this from anyone else. And you know, I I don't know if this, this can work. I like, let's talk, let's have a conversation. It is an emerging industry, right? The people that I'm working with, with active life, we're building, we're, we are building this industry and it's not going to be overnight. It's going to be one person, one, you know, like one injury, one person, one program at a time. And I'm excited. Like I'm excited to, to, I'm excited for like the unsexy, slow build of this industry. Because I love, I love working with people one-on-one, but I know it's not one-on-one. I know that having a deep, in meaningful results driven relationship, that's gonna affect that person's everyone that that person like engages with right their fan they show up different at like the store they show up different at barbecues they show up different at holidays they show up different like for themselves every one person that I work with I probably touch a hundred people and it and like i don't touch them right they're touched they're they're being improved and like i'm excited uh if you can't tell i'm excited about the about that that piece right my my kingdom like my plot of land on this earth um so if this sounds like something that you want to talk more about i'm happy to do that if you want to learn more about it um, I'm happy to do that. If, um, if you are a medical professional, you have your own practice, um, I would love to talk and, uh, start building out my trusted referral program, um, and make the world a better place, like one person at a time. So, um, reach out at nine Four coaching on Instagram and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks.